0: I started MSM in 96, and then I dropped out after a semester because, I mean, I got in on a fluke. I shouldn't have gotten in. I wasn't nearly playing at the level that the other people in the jazz department were and
1: What do you mean? How did you get in
0: on a fluke? I don't know how I got in on a fluke. I mean, I didn't get in on a fluke. I mean, one of the things is I played baritone saxophone, and they didn't have a lot of baritone saxophone players, so that helped. But um, I started playing music very late. I mean, I, I you know played in garage bands and that kind of thing in high school, but uh, I started playing the saxophone when I was 16 and a year and a half later I applied to MSM. And the jazz department at MSM, at least at that time, was really very serious. And, you know, people could really play, I mean, jazz. And uh, I couldn't. Um, so I'm not really sure how I Got in other than that, they probably needed baritone saxophone players. Um, and I was there for a semester and I dropped out just to practice. And I did talking about working 12 hours a day. Then I, I worked at a deli, uh, in my hometown and practiced eight, 10 hours a day every day.
1: How come you dro- how come you dropped out of MSM to go practice? I mean, the part of, I mean, the reason uh,
0: people go to conservatories because. Well, I felt like at the time, I mean, I was really young also, but you know, I felt like at the time I wasn't even. I wasn't even playing at the level that I felt like I could get something out of being there. And so I dropped out and practiced. I mean, I didn't actually drop out. I took a semester leave of absence and then practiced and worked, like I said, at a deli randomly. And, and then I went back and I was there for another semester or maybe a year and then dropped out again to tour with the ska band. How you kept on dropping out? I wasn't really quite sure what the hell I was doing. And there was a lot of pressure in the jazz department. I think that sort of traumatized me also as far as jazz goes. At some point, I, I stopped playing jazz altogether. I lost interest, more or less. And um, Certainly part of it had to do with this kind of um, faster, better, uh, high-pressure environment. And I didn't do very well. It was a very competitive environment, and I didn't do very well in that kind of environment. I didn't feel very good in that kind of environment. And the second time I dropped out, it was because I got offered a job making a living as a professional musician, and I thought that was something valuable to do.
1: You did this, the, you know, this was like a legit ska band?
0: Oh, yeah. At the time, sure. How long did you... Uh, I toured with them for about eight months. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: That. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, that was the question. Yeah.
0: But what was their name? Uh, the Ska Floss from Long Island.
1: The Ska Floss from Long Island. You yeah. went all over the country?
0: Uh, yeah, I did that for about eight months. Then what did I do? I went to Alaska. Kind of flipped out and had a little crisis and went to Alaska. I had friends in Alaska and lived in Alaska for a few months and then came back to MSM and started studying composition. Then I eventually finished. I mean, it took me with the, with the dropping out and changing departments and everything. It took me six years.
1: So it took you two extra years to get you, uh, to get your degree, but you, I mean, but technically kind of really didn't because you were not really there. Yeah. I wasn't there, but
0: I mean, it, you know, and and then actually I ended up staying an extra year officially enrolled as a student uh, in which I only actually had to take composition lessons because um, I'd take composition lessons and um, what was it called? Composers Forum, you know, this workshop thing. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and so I applied for advanced standing so that I could finish up early. <clears throat> and then I actually failed that jury. I mean, I don't know if you're aware, but you can actually fail a composition jury. <laughs> jury, it was really uh, devastating at the time. You know, I was just a student, but uh, you're I, a student. But it's also like you're not sure what you want to do, and you've
1: dropped out. You know, <clears throat> you, you know, you've dropped out a couple
0: times yeah. already. Sure. Um, it, it, I certainly um, took a few detours. Uh, in my education, but and then after I finished that, I that was 2003, and then I moved to Berlin. Describe the music you were writing at the time that polarized it. It was very heavily influenced by, uh I would say, early Cage and Feldman more than anything else. And at the time I was also getting to know things like Chelsea and a handful of other European composers who were not in any way present during my education. They weren't composers who I encountered at concerts. Although I don't know, actually, this might be different because i My impression is that when I left New York in 2003, in about the five years thereafter, like 20 new music ensembles started, and there were like 50 concert series of mostly European new music. And I mean, this is an exaggeration, but that's just the impression that I got after having moved here, that all of a sudden there was this new music explosion in New York. There There was, was, but
1: is... I mean, this is mm, how I describe it, mm, because I mean, I'm not really involved in that scene at all. I really don't have much... Professionally in New York, yeah, in New York. But I'm still very close with everybody who's Mm -hmm. you know who's there, and you know it's kind of a there. There has been this huge explosion of composer collectives and ensembles, uh, but it's a little bit of a bubble in that the actual people and audience members are not in such big numbers that it calls for so much, you know, so so many new music ensembles, especially Mm. since a lot of them have you know, an overlapping profile. But uh it's really kind of only the same people in the community that are going to these concerts and not so many people who are just concert
0: goers. To a certain extent, I feel like it's like that all over, though. I mean, at least all over Western Europe and the States. But there is a pretty a pretty um, dedicated New Music audience that shows up time and again. I mean, you'd You do see a lot of the same faces at these concerts. Although, I mean, there are also a lot of initiatives, and probably the wrong word, but a lot of people are trying to do things to get at new audiences. I mean, that seems to be a trend of the last 10 or 15 years. And, you know, one of the things that I think is most interesting, actually, is this um, project that I'm actually pretty happy to be involved with this, uh, that uh, Thomas Bruns is doing with the Come Neue Musik, these lunch concerts are called lunch and after work concerts. And the basic idea is that you have these, um, short concerts during the day at random places at just nice spaces, not regular new music performance halls, but interesting spaces throughout Berlin. And the concerts are free. They send people out on the street with flyers before the concert and try to get people to come in off the street and, um, I've been to quite a few of them now, and I've, and uh, they've played my music in the series, and and concerts are pretty much always full. You don't see very many of the same new music people that you usually see. It's a very, uh, it's a nice thing.
1: And it's do you think, so it's working. You think it's it's a successful outreach program with new music.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I... Thomas Ponce has a lot of very good ideas about. I mean, that's one of the things that Kam Ensemble New Music does regularly. I mean, they they try to put on concerts sort of in different kind of venues they look for different kinds of audiences they've they've done this Galerienwanderung thing I don't know if you know about this but yeah, the know. RBB, yeah. you know yeah uh, they did this uh, house music series which was not really house concerts but sort of like performances in stores and shops and things in a neighborhood so you kind of walk around the neighborhood from store to store and there's a concert in each space you know this, uh, by by setting up these kinds of events they they've really Done a lot to try to find new ways of presenting, new context for presenting, concerts of new music. I think it's a really worthwhile
1: endeavor. Do you think at the end of the day it's one that they're they're really finding ways that's going to change the way people perceive what we do, or do you think it's Uh, kind of well? uh, What do you mean?
0: um, Change the way that people perceive what we do? I mean, just just
1: you know, make them feel that it's very kind of relevant in their lives as part of the culture and something they you know actively and willingly
0: want to you know take part in tough to say, you know, what one ensemble does in, in one city, I mean, you know, but, that's... But, the, but, but in general I think that these kinds of projects are, I mean, well, I don't even think this, I mean, I know that these kinds of projects are in vogue, sort of, at the moment. I mean, festivals even do these kinds of things. I mean, there's, there's a lot of very different kinds of outreach ideas. It's, it's a very strange and very different situation here than it is in the States, and one of the things that's happening here is that the funding is drying up, by comparison to what it used to be, there are ever more people looking for money, and there's increasingly less money to to dole out i mean obviously, in Germany, the situation is still pretty good as far as uh cultural funding goes um, austerities but,
1: in the air, yeah,
0: you know? i mean it's uh, i mean you can yeah. smell it. The situation was sort of well was quite different in New York when I was there, and it did have one advantage and and uh that was a, a sort of different kind of desperation. I feel like at least one thing when I was in New York, a lot of people were doing interesting things and they were doing them in spite of the fact that it was sort of impossible and extremely difficult to do them. And they were doing them really just because they thought that these were important things. Now, that's a miserable situation to be in. It's very unpleasant. And I mean, the, I know a lot of people in New York who really, that's, scrape just to just to get by but that,
1: you know that that 's true, but at, at the same time um, you know, you know they, yeah. they look at they look at the culture and they see themselves not fitting in at least to any type of economic but, engine yeah so but that's, they that, that's well to they are gonna yeah but that
0: 's also i mean well New York is always sort of and the New York mythology that exists based on the fact that people desperately want to believe in this kind of mythos New york but at the same time, if you're going to stay and live in the States and you're a musician and you are interested in new music, it's not like you have a whole lot of options of places to go. I mean, you can leave the country, which I think is, as, 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 uh, you know, as, as, you, as you know, I, I feel like that's a legitimate option. But, well, I mean, you know, I've uh, been
1: here for a long time,
0: too. So Yeah, yeah. you've been here for what, in a total of three? 2008
1: uh, is when um, I moved here, right before the election.
0: And No, and actually, you know, in all honesty, this is something that's only become clearer to me in retrospect. But, I mean, I essentially left the States because I didn't feel like there was any place at all f- for me there and for what I do. I mean, I I didn't feel like there was any kind of valuable context. That doesn't just have to do with music, by the way, but also music. I mean, in retrospect, it also has to do with a lot of social things. But
1: For the music part, I certainly identify with mm. that. Does that make you... I mean, it makes me a little bit sad. Does that make you say, like, you don't fit in into your own country? Like, it makes me that...
0: extremely, it's very difficult for me going to the States. It makes me really, I, I get really tense going to the States. And it's for that reason, because I feel like I'm, here I am going back to this place where I feel like I just don't belong here. Um, it's much easier for as, you know, living as an expatriate has some advantages. And, you know, one of the things is, um, you know, it's it's easier to live as an outsider in a culture that's not the culture that you grew up in, it's, than it is to live as an outsider in the place that you're supposed to be from. You know, that's a, somehow it, it's easier. Well, uh, it for makes me you anyway.
1: it, it, it makes you feel like less of a freak, maybe. You know, because yeah. you're like, well, I'm displaced <laughs> yeah. in the first place, <laughs> yeah. so of course, sure. so yeah. of course, I'm not going to fit in. You know, yeah. I'm an American. And in a diff, you know in a different mm. country, why should I fit into the, all these strange nuances of yeah. German culture or Berlin culture mm. for that matter? But you know when you 're hanging out in the place that you were born and raised, and it 's still equally as awkward it 's a little bit more painful because you don 't have an
0: excuse you know what's one thing that that I notice more and more also is that i just have I have a lot more difficulty relating to that culture and the longer that i'm here the more comfortable that i feel here i really i have a very difficult time relating to a lot of things american
1: so you totally committed to uh germany i mean you're raising a family
0: here yeah um i'm well i don't i mean at the moment this is what makes sense for us but but also it wouldn't be possible for me to move back to the states i mean that's another thing and that's another thing i think that probably makes me rant and rave, um, in, uh, and say that i feel angry or that i feel frustrated or that i can't relate to people but the you know a reality of the situation is i live a life here that just wouldn't be possible in the united states i mean i have two kids and they go to kindergarten you know what the cost of kindergarten is in the united states mm-hmm. i mean nursery school daycare i mean f- yeah. forget about it our, our life in in the u.s would not we couldn't do it
1: forgive me for being yeah. stupid but what do you do here I mean, last I'm time, a composer, last time, a little bit I, of everything. I'm a composer,
0: I um, musicology, I make money translating a lot. I mean, I don't make a lot of money translating, but uh, m- most of the money that I do make comes from translating. Do you, um, but you, are you, are you uh,
1: teaching musicology right now?
0: Um, right now I'm teaching a course at the Hans Eisler. Uh, next semester I'm going to be teaching a course at, uh, actually a cultural studies course at the JFK Institute at the FU, at the Freie Universität, actually, <laughs> on Uh, american music history and the history of musical americanism yeah and uh, like i said i mean at the moment i'm mostly preoccupied with being a father um that's what i do most of the time so that at the moment actually i'm not really writing music i'm writing a little bit and i think i've recognized that that's something that i need to be doing for my own emotional well-being
1: for your own emotional well-being or also, for music, any, I mean, or, or also for any type of ambition you have to be a composer out well, there in the scene.
0: Out there in the scene for me is pretty much a joke at this point because I mean, let's say I've pretty much missed the boat on, on, on being a young rising star or anything. I'm, I'm a little, uh, you know, the deadline for most of those kinds of scholarships and things I've pretty much passed. How the, old are you? I'm 34, so I'll be okay. 35. But uh, well, no, I'm 33. I'll be 34. I'm, I haven't finished. I haven't passed the 35 deadline, but it's it's approaching rapidly. I'm, I'm not putting a tremendous amount of hope in that, and also I never would really actively participated in that. And so at this point, that's not something that I think that A. I was ever really good at, and B. ever really all that interested in. Um, although in retrospect, it would have made a lot of things a lot easier.
1: It would have um, made, it would have made things easier and the prestige of it is attractive. Well, like, I, I mean, I mean, I mean that in like the mm-hmm. most shallow, stupid, meaningless way possible. But I think that's what a lot uh, of, you know, especially since you're young, I think that's what attracts a lot of people, you know, to it. I used to want that too. The prestige and, of it, you mean?
0: I don't know if, see, the prestige of it thinks, always seemed a little bit silly to me because it's kind of, <laughs> there's not really a lot of prestige in it. I and mean, you couldn't really objectively talk about the prestige of being a successful composer, you know what I mean? Who cares who Helmut Lachmann is, you know? I'm just, I mean, this I'm making fair, the point. I mean, yeah, in, in general, I, I'm not picking on Lachmann or anything, but you know what I mean? What what prestige, you know, like 15,000 people in the world. I'm just saying, you know, if if the prestige aspect of it is really what's attractive, you know, there are, way better, way easier ways of gaining that kind of prestige. But there's also a deeper
1: and, historical prestige, and I think people buy into, like, you know, on classical I, music especially not, has not, a thousand-year-old history, and I'm, the idea I'm of not, fitting into that somehow yeah, yeah, I'm not is not the prestige yeah, I'm talking okay. about. Okay,
0: but I'm not su- suggesting that people don't pretend that there's some kind of prestige in this thing, but I don't think that, at least to me, it always seemed like, well, okay, you know, if, if that's what this is going to be about you know i could have played jazz and i could have uh kept playing pop music or i i could have gone on to do something else completely i mean that i but i i always had that position really from the beginning i i reacted very strongly against that so it could have just been from the start that i was the you know the kid who didn't get invited to the party who said well parties are stupid anyway i mean you know that that I don't know if that's how that got started or not, but but it didn't really seem like uh, um, that was never something that, that I was particularly interested in. At the same time, I mean, there are certainly people whose opinions matter to me, and there are certainly, I mean, there's something like, um, I'm just trying to relate somehow to this kind of imagined prestige. Or, or, well, I think yeah. maybe
1: the idea of respect is maybe what yeah. you're talking
0: about a little bit. Yeah, sure. You know. So when you're writing a piece, who are you writing it for? Well, that's a loaded question. You mean... Look, I, for me, I think that music is a social activity. Music is fundamentally a social activity. And it's a very interesting kind of social activity um, because there are a whole lot of different levels of communication that go on. And, um you know, I write music for someone to play, which means I write a score that they play from or I talk to them and we talk about what they're going to do and then they perform for an audience that listens to the piece and communicates with it ideally actively therefore also taking part in creating whatever this thing is this experience is the piece or the performance that said i i certainly do try to um i think that the work that i do um, or at least the majority of the work that i do it requires a certain amount of active participation on everybody's part i want to be careful about how i put this i think there's something of value there for or potentially something of value there for People with a broad variety of, of experience base. I, I don't think you need to be part of the new music community to be able to engage with something that I do. And I don't think you need to have a certain amount of, um, knowledge about music or anything to, to be able to engage with the work that I do. And I think a lot about the performative aspect of the performance situation itself. Like I try to make the, the performance situation itself a part of the, subject matter of what's going on
1: Let's talk about the solo piano piece that Ian played. Oh, yeah. Because I think yeah. that has, you know, I I think at, at, at least when you're talking about being aware mm-hmm. of the performative aspect.
0: Actually, that piece deals with, with this situation maybe in a very direct kind of way because it deals with, well, at a very fundamental level, the idea of the way in which context affects perception and must affect perception I'm not really making statements about these things as much as I am just asking questions about these things, at least from my perspective. You know, you have a situation where like after a half an hour of more or less 10 notes, you have the whole of Chopin's third ballade, which is really just awful. I mean, it it sets up a situation which is impossible for the performer because they have to really just... Slug their way through the Chopin piece in an impossible situation. I mean, the music that comes before it is extremely difficult and very demanding physically and in terms of the amount of intensity required to play it. And it's a very, very small space and a very small uh, world that the piece occupies before the Chopin. So they really, I mean, they have to, it's I don't, don't want to say a... fail their way through the piece because that's not fair to the performer, but they, they do have, I mean, they have a lot to struggle with when they, yeah. by the time they get to Chopin, they're, it you can't change gears like that. Yeah, it yeah, just doesn't yeah. work.
1: It's an impossible
0: uh it's an impossible well, switch to do it, in your brain. Yeah. That's one aspect of it. It's also impossible for the listener to also make that switch in their yeah, brain. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And and I mean, first of all, I, I know it's coming. I've heard the piece a number of times. Now I wrote it. I you know, I'm expecting the Chopin. You know, it's not like a surprise. It does seem to be sort of irritating for people when they hear it the first time they it turned out to be a lot more provocative than i intended it to be i mean just based on the reactions that people have what were the reactions had. were people oh like, yeah i didn't know did people you that? no well a lot of people said hey you know i i really well i mean what people say what people um i've heard everything i've i heard the full spectrum i heard that that was awful and in various ways that people could say that um uh, i I got a lot of very friendly, sort of apologetic, like, "Hey, I really liked your piece, but I think it should be without the Chopin at the end," all of that kind of stuff. I, some, you know, and I got very positive reactions from some people. Um, but at the point, the by the time you get to the Chopin, you know, you you can't listen to it; it's very irritating. And really, you know, in all honesty, if if there had been a break and then an applause, and then uh, the pianist sits down and plays Chopin, <laughs> nobody would have. Thought anything about it?
1: Are your intentions to? You said a lot of people got irritated and uncomfortable, and then you're yeah. also talking about putting people in these impossible situations. Well,
0: in that piece, it's a very, very specific thing. I mean, um, I do have other pieces, a handful of other pieces that are really.
1: Well, I mean, let's mm. talk about yeah. this. Let's just talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Right. Is is your intention? to irritate people before you were talking about like okay i'm here you know i'm doing this because i wanted to bring up questions and the question i have and where my kind of skepticism comes in in, with this with with a certain type of you know approach where you're saying oh it's irritating and impossible is that is that gonna let is that gonna open people up to question themselves or are people or you know are people naturally in such a way where if they get irritated most people are not going to say, why am I irritated right now? They're just going to say, I'm irritated and shut down.
0: Mm, well, yes and no. I mean, um, as I said, with the Chopin thing, and this is, this is, of course, a very specific kind of example because for whatever reason that literature is really holy, as I said, that ended up being more provocative than I actually intended it to be, which I'm okay with. But uh, I really was just thinking, okay, and this is one of the, first pieces that I did, I mean this was kind of a starting point for me on the, as, as far as the work that I'm doing now goes. So I think at the time I really was just asking my intention is not was not to irritate or provoke or aggravate. I mean provoke in a, in a less uh, negative sense as far as the, uh, maybe just provoke something like reflection or uh, but not provoke in terms of aggravate I mean, it started with a very stupid question, you know, like, what if I just did that?
1: <laughs> yeah. those like, are the best. Like, like what if I just, you like, know, what if I yeah, just, you yeah. know? I mean, I love those, you and, know, I love those questions. Uh, I just had a thing in Chicago for this piece I'm writing for uh, this ensemble. Then they're gonna play it. They're gonna play it in Darmstadt. But part of like the the program and the reason they got funding for this is because. Before you'd write the piece, you'd have a workshop. Yeah, I know. Them. I know the project you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And when I was coming up with ideas for the workshop, the only question I asked myself was, well, what if I just did that? You know, yeah. and, and, you know, well, a, a lot of it bombed a lot of it like, f- uh, you know, a lot of it failed like with a big fat X and it was embarrassing a little bit, but you have to, I guess it depends on what the stakes are or maybe what, how much integrity you have. It doesn't depend what the stakes are. But it's okay to like ask yourself that question and have it
0: blow up in your face, yeah, I have no problem. and i and the thing is ultimately i'm I'm just more interested in the experience you know i wanna i'm I'm more interested in the actual asking the question and and setting up a situation where I or we can ask these kinds of questions i mean I think that's just as as far as I'm concerned that's the most most valuable thing I think I could be doing writing music i I think about this stuff and i <laughs> I mean, I don't sit around thinking, what, if I just stuck Chopin at the end of my piece or something, but I do think a lot about, okay, why do I do what I do? Why do we do what I do? What is, you know, what is the value of this? What, you know, or, uh, yeah, again and again, I, I find that really the, um, I, I do sort of feel responsible to this position, you know, the thing that I can be doing is is really trying to set up situations and imagine situations that, that are, uh, you know, beyond my imagination and beyond my capacity to imagine them. And this is, you know, that, that, if it's irritating, well, in in the case of that piece, maybe I should have not been so naive. And, uh, I but, mean, listen, man, you're you know. preaching
1: to the choir. I have, I <laughs> yeah, have, but, I have irritated audiences, <laughs> starting out with the question of why the hell not um, yeah, no, to well, know. Well, to, you know, I've done that a lot. Well, one you know? of the
0: things, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, and I, I guess ultimately that's the, the thing. I'm at this point, i the the whole idea of something like writing a good piece or a successful piece or something i mean that's that's that ship has also sailed i'm i'm not interested in that at all anymore there's one piece that i can think of that i've actually like changed or corrected after having written it in the last five six years for me it's like okay once the, you know once the work is done then i've got a whole new set of questions that generally come from the experience of writing the one piece and that's uh, and whether or not something works or doesn't work, it's really not about something like quality or, um, yeah, I'll use the the quotation marks, a good good piece or something. But I mean, what
1: about? But if that's not what you're striving for, then how do you how how do you improve yourself with what you're doing?
0: Well, I don't know if I'm trying to improve myself necessarily. But there's got. To, I, I mean, mean there's I'm, got to be I'm, a
1: curve where you get a better and more clear vision of what
0: of what you want to do and how to execute it. Like for, well, no, I mean, it's actually, and no, but in all honesty, really, this is, But well, it's interesting that you say that, because this is, the, the point I'm at at this point, uh, uh, now anyway, is that I'm really looking for situations where, where when I'm working, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's the thing that is the most interesting for me at the moment. I, I'm, I'm really, you know, if I can be in these kinds of experiences and, and set up these kinds of experiences, then... Or set of situations in which these kinds of experiences are possible, then I'm, that's what I'm after. Um, for me, the process of writing has, has a lot to do on the one hand with just the kind of general curiosity about things social. Music happens to be my way into that. So I, so I don't have really a a way of gauging what works or what doesn't work or how I improve or how I'm clarifying my ideas or anything like that. that. I kind of, and it sounds kind of silly to say it, but I'm, I'm really actually looking for these situations where I feel like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing here. And um, there's a kind of a flip flop because you always, you know, then, then maybe you get a moment where you feel like, okay, I kind of have an idea what this is all going to be about, and um, and then the next minute it's like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, I mean, and, I can you know,
1: the, I, I can sympathize with that uh, that view of wanting to be in that situation where you don't know what you're doing. To a degree, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think the problem I'm having, getting my brain around what you're saying, there's still, you know, even if any, I I don't know what I'm doing, I put it out there, it, you know, it fails in that it irritates people, or people shut down, or it doesn't, you know, it, you know, or I'm going even for even if I'm going for more abstract kind of social concept, Mm -hmm. that idea completely collapses, because it doesn't work. Now I know not to do that again. Or there was a little something in it that worked and I know that if I if I go back to that idea and I you know and I do four more pieces where I play around with it a little bit more, I'll be able to make the music I'm doing, you know, communicate what I wanted to communicate. And that's I mean, I kind of, and that's where I kind of reject the idea of kind of mm-hmm. like not learning and growing from what you do, is that it's okay to put yourself it's okay to fall on your face, but maybe it's not okay to go through your whole life, you know, falling on your face the same way over and over again.
0: Well, first of all, I mean, I would say I don't I don't have a feeling I don't feel like I'm doing that necessarily, but I don't know how different actually what I'm talking about is from what you're talking about or you talk about, you know, finding something that worked for you in your in a piece that you feel like you could explore further in different pieces did I understand that correctly, yeah yeah, yeah. Build, you know, so you know so you build, build you know building, you, building you found something, you set. hit on some idea, and then you want to develop it here more, or you can explore it some more here, but i mean oh, I to a certain extent, that's what I do, but it's not in terms of improvement as much as it is like usually you know I do something, and I think, wow, that poses a whole new set of questions and brings me to a place of, to think about things and look at things in a way that I completely hadn't. It hadn't occurred to me before, and exploring that is, is what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, in a s- silly way, I, I kind of got started on this road f- through a lot of study of very extreme minimalism, more in visual art than anything else, but process uh, and process pieces. And I really, I kind of got started just by, I had a project that I worked on for about a year, a year and a half, where I just said, okay, I'm going to write the same piece over and over again every day. I'm going to write this little kind of canon thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you it, told me it was yeah. a, uh, or it was a chorale or something. Yeah, I used a, canon, a lot of like chorale, chorale, chorale
0: melodies or whatever. But I just, uh, you know, and I just, I thought, okay, I just want, I want to know what happens if I do this every day. I want to see how I react to the process over time and how the whole process changes over the course of my doing this. You know, so it was like a conceptual project i was i was going to do that so but that's really... and that and that that's how i got started thinking about things in this way and doing things in this way and i don't write anything like that anymore and i don't i mean i never really finished that project and i i don't even have a lot of those canons that i wrote anymore but the process continued in in the sense that in that you know the it completely changed the way that i write and the way that i'm trying to write and so I, so I never, I never really abandoned the project. It just transformed into something so completely far removed from what it started out as that I, you know, I'm not working on that anymore. I'm just, no, that impetus, makes, that, that, you know? that
1: actually makes a lot more sense to mm. me. I think, I, <clears throat> I, I think we are talking about two different things, actually. I'm mm. talking ba- basically finding a voice and a skill set to match it. And you're, mm-hmm. and, and you're basically talking about a very specific type of introspection and composition
0: mm. is your tool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely, and and not just tool, but also subject matter. And I I do try to find a space in which those things are very closely related. And just to talk about the piano piece again, it's called the Party Line. But there is this Chopin thing going on that uh, so that it almost becomes impossible to talk about the piece in terms other than the juxtaposition of Chopin with the previous thirty minutes. I mean, that's there is a whole thirty minutes that goes on before that, and that's. Um, and it means something completely different by virtue of the fact that Chopin gets tacked on at the end. I mean, that's... It,
1: I mean, it does in retrospect. I mean, you must have known you were doing that, though. <clears throat> that the nuances of the piece, of the actual composed piece before
0: the Chopin, were going to be lost. I, yeah. So, when I decided to do that, I knew that that was going to happen. But it also just had to do with the question, you know, look, I've been doing this for half an hour, and I've created this very, very tiny, very extreme universe... And in one second, with the opening chord of the Chopin, that's all gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you definitely. And then I thought, it's, okay, it's, the, it's know... like building a very nuanced, mm. clear sandcastle, and then mm. kicking it over, and yeah, then asking also... people to appreciate the sand. <clears throat>
0: the only thing they're going to remember is no, when but, you destroyed your uh, no. Own but castle. so the the idea is also then you have to you know then you have to say okay I have no problem sacrificing the peace in that sense to say okay here we can actually create a situation where really without changing anything about either one of these pieces, you know, we can completely redefine the way that just about anybody who hears them is going to perceive them. That's something that I was really curious about and interested in. How many times
1: has this been played?
0: It's only been performed publicly once. I've heard it played, well, that I know of. I've heard it played a couple of times, not publicly. But there's been a, a single public performance
1: what else was on that because i'm i'm also thinking the idea it's like you're making an attempt to control the context of which your composed piece was performed by placement um, yeah immediately after it happens you know you you decide the piece that happens right after the piece you wrote Mm -hmm. to even like bring it back another level as in you know what was the piece that was before your piece and 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 also what was the vibe of that concert in the first place? Was it just like a regular new music piano concert? Oh, it was a marathon
0: program. It was, uh, I mean, all composers more or less based in Berlin, but um, it it was a very long concert. It was a very, very full room in the middle of summer. It was very, very hot. And the program was very long.
1: No the one. I mean, they were probably irritated in the first place. Uh,
0: yeah, a lot of people were irritated just by the fact that it was so unpleasantly hot in there. But
1: yeah, but also a long program like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know,
0: it was a great content, I mean, I thought it was
1: a long program. Long um, programs are in general mm-hmm. very. Irrit- I, I, yeah. I, When, when I feel like something is not curated well and that it is too long, uh, that is the most. I that I mean that fills me with rage. Yeah. Like like I want someone to yell at. at the at the at the end of those experiences because they're so uh it just feels disrespectful when something is too when something mm, is too long there's
0: some there's something to that for sure but there are always you know considerations and having put on a few concerts i i mean organized a few concerts it's very difficult sometimes to make things work on the kind of budget that you end up having at your disposal and sometimes putting all the pieces that you want to get on on one evening or seems, seems to be the best solution. And ultimately, a lot of times that has to do with funding. I mean, very often funding is dependent on certain pieces being programmed. Uh, and so people say, okay, well, you can do our concert, but, but then we've got to put this other piece on there by this composer. And, um, well, it means the program's going to be about 15, 20 minutes too long, but, and then, you know, funding comes from somewhere else there. And then we got to put another piece on the program. And, you know, these things happen. I mean, just, I mean obviously the large festivals have a whole different set of issues to worry about but even I mean, though, of, uh, of, you know, know.
1: Of, of course they happen, but I mean they shouldn't happen as often as they do, and I always mm. feel like a curator will not mind they'll be like oh okay, it'll be a little you know it'll it'll just be a long show you know I mean that's just what they say to themselves but mm. the, no but, but at, there are but t- at, no, at but the same really time are. it's not what they really should be thinking is this is going to ruin the concert for everybody if we do this, it's going to, it's, but, you know, th- there's a difference between, Oh, just be a long show where is that People are going to be exhausted and pissed off and, you know, and have like a really bad attitude about new music. If they have to sit down for four hours and hear everybody's ideological thesis on how the world should be in scratch yeah. tones.
0: Yeah. Well, look, it's not like I haven't said that very same thing before or anything. I mean, you know, more or less, uh, I have said things like that quite often. Well, there are there are a number of other things that are sort of despicable about the way that these kinds of concerts get programmed and organized. So that ultimately, I feel like that's a lesser evil. And and uh, and at the same time, I do have a lot of sympathy for, well, no, sympathy is the wrong word, but I do understand that in a lot of cases, it really comes down to sometimes, okay, if we make these kinds of program decisions, then we have enough funding to put the concerts on, and if we don't, then we don't. You know that sucks um but i do understand it in some situations now of course there are other festivals that have very large budgets that make those kinds of decisions for similar reasons where i feel like that kind of behavior is reprehensible but maybe i'm complaining too much
1: actually no i am complaining too much and that you know i'm just my problem is in instead of realizing that it's pure pragmatism that's leading Mm -hmm. to this i always feel like i'm just being directly assaulted like some guys, <laughs> some, like some guys. Some guy's like, trying to kill you, you with new he's music. Like, he's it, like, yeah. "Fuck you, Dan! You're gonna sit down and listen to this shit for four and a half hours in mediocrity." You know, one right after another, <sighs> oh. and you're just stuck. And I'm like, "Why are you doing this to me? Mm. Why would you do that to somebody?"
0: Well, you know, you're free to get up and leave at any point. But but then but
1: then you it's know, um, I mean oh I mean I'm 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 definitely done that, and you know the amount of times I do that now is definitely like increasing, you know. Mm. I mean, I have definitely I'm definitely have a lot less shame than I did when I was first going to these things, especially when I came to Berlin. Mm. But I, that's still kind of a vote Well, I mean, it depends pile. on
0: how you had depends on how you leave. I mean, you know, you can quietly excuse yourself in the intermission, you know, you don't you don't need to get up in the middle of somebody's piece and storm <laughs> out of the room or anything. I don't know. I'm well, programming considerations are really uh, you know, one of the things is you could certainly Conceive of a situation, or you could conceive of programming as as really composing. I mean, it's more or less the same thing. You're just using different blocks. There are certainly people who who come up with very very interesting programs. No, no, no. I mean, and, but those I mean, people yeah. are few and far between. Yeah, but sure.
1: When when they're good at it, you feel it in the same way you were just describing. Mm. It is in it is a composition onto itself. Mm. So you know I've even even been to you know programs where it was just like the curating and organization of this thing was like a meta structure mm-hmm. of the uh, of the actual theme of the individual pieces sure um played you know within the concert and those things work really well
0: but that's rare before one gets to changing the structures of the Economics of new music and festivals in any kind of radical way. I think there are a lot of other things that one would need to address beforehand, and you know, but it's not all that different in academia or something. I mean, you know, I, I made a joke sort of at the beginning when we were talking here, you know, saying you know the ship has sailed in, in terms of ambitions for my career and that kind of thing. I don't have a, a lot of prizes or or awards or things that I can write on my resume or or that kind of thing, you know, Um, and the problem with that is the kind of culture of scholarship cycle, you know, if somebody else has said that what you do is good, then we can, you know, okay, whew, it's, it's, you know, then it, you I don't know, need to think about it, and I don't need to look at what you're doing, yeah, you know. Oh, oh okay, chamber. he had this, yeah. you know, scholarship and that prize and that. Oh, good. Well, then this guy's got to be good, you know. But you know, whatever. I'm it's just, no, it's, a, it's there's a there's an echo chamber, very, and there is, there, you um, know,
1: there is, it, you know, it snowballs, you know, one well, thing yeah, sure. which, leads to, another, which yeah. leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. And it's
0: very, you know, and then you have these really. This is particularly the case in Germany, but I, I find, but you know, you have these sort of young composers who have like a kind of two or three maybe five year stint on the circuit so to speak you know and they get commissions from every major ensemble and they appear at every festival and then they're sort of like and you know there are articles and all of the new music journals about them and then they're kind of gone Yeah, i'm sorry you can't see my shrugs on the (laughs) microphone i you know like i'm (laughs) i gesticulate a lot it doesn't that doesn't uh... well as i as i've come to the point where you know, it's hard to find time and to make time to write music. I have become a lot more open to participating in, uh, I want to be very vague about this, but in sort of new music things and activities and it's being on the scene. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more willing to participate in that kind of thing than I was at one point. Um pretty, And that has pretty, to that's do. That's with, per, it's pretty vague. I yeah, mean, you had to give me something. You, you especially that's, like. That's, I'm really more than happy no, to participate and no, do stuff. About, and you the talked about. You talked in the, the beginning about about ambitions and and about you know being involved in the new music scene, and that's what I'm talking about. I I'm I'm a lot more willing to get involved in something like a new music scene, and participate and send things out and try to organize things and recognizing that there's a certain amount of shaking of hands that is generally advantageous that kind of thing i'm i mean i i have i'm a lot less idealistic about it than i used to be for sure which also comes from the fact that i'm trying to set up a situation where i actually have time and can write music and and there um, also opportunities know. to do it for an occasion
1: well I think, <clears you> that's <throat>
0: true but you know what what one thing that is that's a little different in my case because so far my experience has been that a lot of my music doesn't get performed or hasn't been performed I mean, a lot of it has but a lot of it hasn't and um my experience has been that i i do end up working with people this is very fortunate i do end up working with people who i really enjoy working with and who i think very highly of and, and who i learn a lot from yeah I mean sooner or later I, I find a way to get things played well you know, you know I think
1: that's a good you know yeah well maybe that's not a good place to end it um,
0: I don't know I rambled on about a lot of different things no but, I but, mean that's you know, know. R- but
1: you know rambling rambling's cool and at least people can get a sense of what you're doing and what you're about Pretty. I'm going to stop the recording now yeah. but before I do then I need at least one tiny little clip which mm-hmm. is me thanking you okay you know? okay. Yeah. so uh, thanks for doing this well, thank you